Hello, Joy Starters. Welcome to another edition of the Joy Starters podcast. Hope you are having the best day. All right, so it is our birthday coming up, our seventh birthday, seventh birthday of the movement, y'all. I am flipping out. I am freaking out. I am blown away. I am honored. I am humbled. I am in awe. I am in disbelief a little. As I look back on the seven years, man, I, how many times I fell flat on my face? How many times I pushed so hard? How many times I had great ideas? How many times I had terrible ideas (laughs) or ideas that I thought were great that other people didn't get the vision? You know, it, uh, All of it, the good, the bad, the happy, the sad, as I famously say, in those seven years to get to where we are today, to get to an August seven years later where I'm at four schools in 10 days. I was just discussing with PJ Fleck and and a number of coaches that I was with this year, Toledo, uh, Ohio Northern, TCU, and Minnesota. I was just discussing with them, and particularly PJ Fleck, because if you've read the book, you know his part in my story, in the story of I'm Changing the Narrative, and that is that if I had the same talks, if I was the same person, if it was the same stuff, people would not continue to have me in. I have a call this week about speaking again at the AFCA convention, like I did in 2017. I think it was 2017, yes. And those things wouldn't happen if there wasn't a constant reinvention, reading, studying, expanding of my knowledge. What can I talk about here? How can I talk about that? How can I be a a subject matter expert in this area and that area? How can I use parts of my life to be able to teach? And so it's crazy. I don't take it for granted. Like I don't take a thing for granted when it comes to this movement. And it's just, it's really mind blowing. So Happy birthday to us. Happy birthday to us. Happy birthday to us. I'm changing the narrative. If you've heard the last podcast, you know I don't sing well. And so we are probably cracking up as we speak. So over the next couple of episodes, you're going to hear members of I'm Changing the Narrative share. You're going to see videos on our socials. We're going to milk this sucker. Okay, milk it. Milk it. Because that's what we do around here. And we love to live loud, celebrate loud, all of the things. And so you are going to see some of our members behind the scenes share what this means to them and how much they love this and why they serve and what are those reasons that they serve and those favorite moments that they have. And so you'll be hearing that over the next month, August 26th through September 26th or somewhere around in there. My birthday, kind of funny, my birthday falls at the end of the month on May 30th. And I'm always like, okay, celebrate once or twice and I'm done. But I need to be like I am with I'm changing the narrative and just go for it and just celebrate all month. You know, I have friends, I have birthday months. So we're going to have a birthday month. So during this month of celebration, you are going to hear stories that made me who I am, that made the movement what it is, that allowed me to write the book, that that we're just going to take a little, a little walk down memory lane. And so that is what we are going to do today. If you read the book, if you've ever heard me speak, you've heard me speak about my booty tootie, my mommy, and I, uh, my best friend, all the things. 
And so one of the chapters in the book and one of the things I teach on is regret. And in the chapter in the book talks about not looking away, don't look away. And so I, the other day, went and found the Moth Storytelling Competition that was in Nashville, Tennessee. And if you've never looked up the moth or heard of the moth, I had not. At that time, I had a friend named Beth, and she told me about this nonprofit. I think it was from NPR, storytelling competition called The Moth, and they would give a topic. And if you wanted to speak on that topic, it was like, uh, I think it's seven to seven minutes, somewhere around in there. And you just go up and talk on that topic, and you do it without notes. and um, And so... Yeah, so she had told me about this. I was like, gosh, that sounds cool, you know. And every single time this moth thing came around in Nashville, I was out of town. And so I could never do it. Well, come to find out there was a moth, a competition, and the topic that day was mothers, your mom, motherhood, mother, mom, mommy. And I remember reading it, and I about fell out of my chair because I just lost my mom. And I felt this tug in my spirit that I was supposed to go and do it. And one of my lifelong best friends, Melanie, was with me. My biological father was up visiting. He came and you put your name in a hat and you put your name in and there's really no, depending on how many people there, you don't even know if you're going to get called, right? So it's, you know, you're just hoping and, and wishing and praying that you get called. Well, I did get called and I shared my heart my guts, my everything about my mother, the story about my mother. And here's the crazy part. I ended up winning the competition. I won the competition. And then I ended up um, getting invited to another higher level of a competition, like a regional competition. And so when you see on my website, rachelbarbeau.com, when you see in the book, the Amazon description when you see award-winning storyteller that's the what's what are the awards I've won and so just a little backstory of the moth competition you got to go look up the moth there are um, two I believe there's two now amazing books and they're these short punchy stories that that are just people the art of storytelling and I remember when I was pitching the book which was originally called Chasing Joy by the way when I was pitching the book I I referred to the moth. I was like, I would love for this to be like the moth, you know, like short, punchy stories and that you could pick up and you could start anywhere. You could open the book and you could start anywhere in the book. And so the moth just really resonated with me. And I want you to go look it up. It's it's super neat. We'll put it in the show notes as well if you like storytelling because there's tons of great storytellers out there. I'm just one of many, 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 many. So the recording that you're about to hear is from that competition. It is from the night that I won the moth competition in Nashville. And the topic was mothers, was talking about mothers. And so I hope you enjoy it. And more than anything, I hope you take away from it the core message today. And that is don't look away. Don't look away when moments are hard, when people are hard, when situations are hard and it would be much easier to cut tail and run and just get out and discard them, discard the, the, the person, the situation, and just get out of town and cut bait. And I'm not saying don't have boundaries and don't protect yourself and, and know when things are not healthy for you. But when you hear the story, 
of my mother. You'll understand what I mean. And there's a greater sentiment there. There is a greater um, message there. And that is that people need us not to look away. And so I will tell you, as many of my podcasts are, I will tell you to, I'll give you a, a precise warning this time. If you've ever lost anybody, you absolutely need to get your tissue for this one because, woo, <laughs> woo, I re-listened and I bought my eyeballs out. So maybe in the car, maybe on your lunch break, maybe at night, um, but there's also joy. And I heard my pastor say that yesterday. There can be joy and grief, and they can dance in the same moment. I talk about that through I'm Changing the Narrative. I talk about that through Relentless Joy, the book, which, by the way, if you haven't got a ch- you hadn't had a chance to go grab the book, go grab the book. If you're new to this podcast and you found us and you have not read the book, my gracious, this will all make sense once you read the book. So I hope that this blesses you today. I hope that you can look at your life and look at the people in it and realize that sometimes the prickliest people need love the most, or whether that's somebody that's not prickly and you just love them to pieces and they need you to lean in in their life, in your life, in the situation and help. I'm telling you, there's such gratitude, there's such joy, there's such crazy, beautiful joy um, in not looking away. And so without further ado, here is my moth talk about Booty and Tootie. Love you guys. Rachel Carvel, Yes, my last name is not spelled the way it's pronounced, so it's barbecue, barely boobs, so I've gotten it all growing up, and it's Barbo. Um, so I want to tell you guys a little story about my mother. My mother and I were not best friends. I don't know if anybody in this room can relate to that, um, but it was complicated. How about that? Um, and what maybe also further complicated that was the fact that I was soulmates with my grandmother. I was born literally three days like apart from my grandmother. We could finish each other's sentences. We were two peas in a pod. Nobody in our family was upset or jealous that I was my grandmother, Ophelia's favorite, because we were just soulmates. And then seven years ago, my grandmother passed. And the weirdest, strangest, most beautiful thing happened in grief, in destruction, in sadness. My grandmother from heaven gave my mom and I the most beautiful gift. And she gave us the gift of being soulmates and the gift of being best friends. And so for the last seven years, my mom and I became the two that completed each other's sentences. We became the two that had weird nicknames for each other, like Booty and Tootie. <laughs> I'm kidding you not. We became the two that I remember recently, I looked at her and I was like, Mom, like, you, you smell like each other. Like our like natural smell is like each other. Like this is crazy. I used to go on Facebook and like go to comment on somebody's page and she'd already commented exactly what I was gonna comment. And I'm like, what the hey? You know, I'm like, and, um, and it was beautiful and amazing. Rachel Joy Barbeau here. Did you know, and I'm so excited to announce it, that I am going to be coaching again. 
I have coached for years and years. Years ago, I coached sportscasters, 47 years. It was the joy of my life to be able to lead sportscasters on their journey. And then once I quit sportscasting, I began joy coaching, helping people find what sets their soul on fire, creating movements, bringing that thing that's been in your soul into the world. And we are starting a small, a very small and intimate group coaching program, August 15th. I also have two spots available, just two, because I want to give you my all uh, for one-on-one coaching. So if you want to check it out and get all the information, we want you to head on over to rachelbarbeau.com and make sure you sign up for the email list. That makes you a VIP. and You're already a VIP in my heart. It makes you a VIP, and that way you will get information on the coaching program, when I'm going to be in your town, events I'm doing, how you can be a joy starter, how you can get your joy starter buttons, all the things. I love you guys, and I'm so thankful for you. And um, 10 months ago, my mom was diagnosed with breast cancer, stage four breast cancer. And let me tell you something. My mother decided to live. My mother, in the 10 months since last July, went to Maine. She went to the Dominican Republic to see her grandkids. We went to Jackson Hole. We went to Amelia Island. She lived. My mother would tell me in the middle of the night with stage four cancer that had spread to her liver and her bones and her brain. And instead of in the middle of the night asking for prayer for her own pain, she would stay up in the middle of the night and pray for other people. She was the first person to encourage you. If you were going through something on uh, in life, she would encourage you. And I turned my life upside down to be with my mother and to encourage my mother. As a matter of fact, I happened to find this today. This was from our main trip. This is her writing, mother-daughter trip, memories, precious Clam, great clam chowder in Bar Harbor on the coast. Eating wild apples by the road. Seeing a buddy cat, that's my dog, really a bobcat on the road. Uh, Flanders Pond, waking up at sunrise to photograph the sunrise on the pond. My mother's words. I lost my mother 19 days ago. One thing that I learned as I held her, she departed this earth. I learned the most beautiful lesson, and that was don't look away. Yeah. And I think Molly said it just a couple of presentations ago, a couple of sharing moments ago. We in life need people not to look away from us. In the hardest of times, I could have said this is too much. I cannot, I cannot watch my mother depart this earth. But instead, I held her. I sang songs. I played her favorite music from Beaches, Wind Beneath My Wings. I snuggled her. Oh, yes. Baby of mine. All of it. Um, I snuggled her. And before she passed, I told her, Mommy, it's okay. It's okay to let go. It's okay to go ahead. You were the best mommy. And even though it was complicated, through the worst loss of my entire life, what I thought, my grandmother, I got this most beautiful gift, these seven years of friendship with my mother. 
my best friend, my booty tootie. <laughs> and so what I think she would want you to know tonight, and what I want you to know that this took incredible courage to get up here is, she would want you to know not to look away from people. In their hardest times, when, we're the, when they are the ugliest, when they are the most difficult, when life is the hardest, because let me tell you something, it's easy to celebrate and take the trip to Bar Harbor and eat apples on the side of the road. It's easy to eat clam chowder and watch whales. It's not easy to hold your mother as she departs this earth. So what I would leave you with tonight, as I endure incredible, incredible sadness and heartache, but also celebration that I got to spend seven years with the love of my life, with my best friend. I would think my Gigi, my booty tootie, would want you to know that whether it's a stranger on the street, whether it's somebody in your life that has never asked you for forgiveness, but you know it's there and you're harboring it and you're holding on to it, they need you to look at them through the hard times. They need you not to look away. So I think there's some phone calls that maybe need to happen after this. I don't know. I think that's what Gigi and Booty Tootie would want you to know. I'm Booty and Tootie. It's both of us. Or maybe it's just somebody at the grocery store that needs to hear they're beautiful and they're fantastic. Thank you guys so much.